Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to TMZ Live, Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So Aaron Rodgers is not backing down. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel skewered him last night um, and essentially called him a wacko. It said that, you know, back in COVID times, that he was... Uh, I mean, essentially, Jimmy Kimmel doubled down first last night. Uh, he went after... And, and keep in mind that what Jimmy Kimmel said last night, he knew, he's saying this, knowing full well that Aaron Rodgers was going to be on Pat McAfee's show on Tuesday morning. And even suggested... And he knew that there was going to be some form of a rebuttal from Aaron Rodgers. Although I don't know about an apology. Although he said, I would accept an apology if he offers if one. If he offered one, then he said, but I'm not holding my breath. So Good Aaron, thing he didn't hold his breath. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers has doubled down now and has said that I didn't say what Kimmel is insinuating, I said. Um, and he explains there is a lot of bad blood uh, between the two of them that goes back to COVID. I said that a lot of people, and I'm quoting myself here, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. End quote. That's what I said. That's the entire quote. I'm not stupid enough, even though you think I'm an idiot and you made a lot of comments about my intelligence, but I'm not stupid enough to accuse you of that with absolutely zero evidence, uh, concrete evidence, it, that's ridiculous. I'm glad that, that Jimmy uh, is not on the list. I really am. And, and uh, I don't think uh, he's the P word. Um, and, you know, I think it's impressive that a man who went to uh, Arizona State and has 10 uh, joke writers can read off a prompter. There's a shot fired there. I think that was an attempt at a joke that just clearly didn't land, but whatever. So, speaking of Jimmy Kimmel, this is what kind of triggered the response today. This is what, some of what Kimmel, this went on for seven minutes. <laughs> this is what Kimmel said last night. Either he actually believes my name was going to be on Epstein's list, which is insane, or the more likely scenario is he doesn't actually believe that. He just said it because he's mad at me for making fun of his top knot and his lies about being vaccinated. <laughs> a guy who went to community college, then got into Cal on a football scholarship and didn't graduate, someone who never spent a minute studying the human body, is an expert in the field of immunology. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron. When I do get something wrong, which happens on rare occasions, you know what I do? I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. If he does, you know what I'll do? I'll accept his apology and move on, but he probably won't do that. 
This is so personal. You know what I mean? It's very personal. You can see it in Jimmy's eyes how mad he is about this. Yeah, and they're both mentioning the schools they went to and trashing them. It's very... Well, just, I mean, just the fact that this was about, I mean, it was six days later, and I know it was the first time that Jimmy was back on the air, but six days later, and he did a full seven minutes. He he gave up his entire monologue to roast Aaron Rodgers, and I think it put Aaron in in a bit of a strange position today because Jimmy called on the apology, but how do you apologize to somebody who just eviscerated you last night on television. And you're right. And he never actually said, I'm sorry, or I apologize. He said he, I never, he, he, said he never said He it. did say, I didn't say it, and I don't think he's the P word. But that is so, an apology. That is saying, I never said what he says I said. But when he said, I don't think he is the P word. That's him saying, and he also went on to say, I don't want anybody else calling him that on my behalf. Right, that's because not Jimmy Kimmel apology. said. I, I Will this satisfy saying. Jimmy, though? It wasn't, I don't think tradition, it wasn't Listen, a Listen, I did go apology. to ASU, all right? And. <laughs> but you don't have 10 But writers. you went to UCSB, so I don't want to hear. You want to get into UCSB? Oh, okay. I will take on that. All right. I will take on that. Yeah, I would love to. Bring it on. Let's do a history versus ASU. No, no, no. But look, I mean, this got. You can just feel the animosity these two guys feel yeah. toward each other because it's not just arguing something on the merits. It is getting into, he got two A's, which was, now, by the way, a funny joke. Now, do you think at the, uh, funny joke that one of his writers wrote for him, I'm sure, uh, Aaron Rodgers would tell you. So, Mike, do you think this is over? I know at the end of his segment, or it wasn't the end because they then went on to talk about football, but for 20 minutes it was just about this. And at the end, and I don't know if this is something Pat does on his show all the time, they did like we're bringing it in for a huddle. I have and never everybody, seen them. And everybody put their fists in. And he even said to the camera, he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, he's like, come on, put a fist in as if Jimmy's watching to say, hey, it, we're all good now. It seems very. I, I don't know that they I've are. I've never seen that before, Charles. I have watched the show fairly regularly. I, I think that it was clear that Pat McAfee is in a really difficult position here because even as Aaron was making his comments during the 20 minute section on Jimmy, it, at the end of it, then Jimmy, uh, Pat, excuse me, went through and said, okay, let me correct the record on some of these things. And, I've got to check you. Aaron. Right. He said, I've got to check you on these things. And then the more he tried to check him, Aaron would say other things. And Pat McAfee's just going, oh, my God. But, but, but the Mac- Disney but, folks. Uh, but McAfee seems bent out of shape that Disney has kind of gone after Aaron. In fact, you know, Aaron even mentioned that that the one of the Disney execs called Aaron, uh, saying it was a dumb comment. Right. That that was the that's the that's the guy who runs ESPN. So Aaron right. Rodgers called on that Pat guy up by name. Show called Pat's boss like an idiot. I mean, Ugh. this is getting really <laughs> sticky. Right. And remember that the backstory in this whole thing is that Jimmy Kimmel works for ABC, owned by Disney. Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers are on ESPN, owned by Disney. So yeah, everybody's waiting for phone calls from the boss. Right, I'll tell you what, I'm watching Jimmy, I'm watching Jimmy Kimmel tonight. I don't normally watch, but I'm watching tonight. I gotta see what he says. Hey, what's up guys, it's Zach Pruzak. And what I think is crazy is that I feel like I'm hearing more about this story than I am about the stories about the names that are actually on the Epstein documents. And you know, this is the whole, the accusation, it crosses the line when it comes to joking because his name was not on the list but his image is tarnished for good in some people's eyes. And um, that's the first time I'm seeing um, him backpedaling right now. 
And it doesn't surprise me, but um, like I said, the damage is done. His image is tarnished in some pe- in some people's eyes. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, I, I, that's I would it, think it, not. I, I don't or, think so either. I don't think so either. And, Look, I, and I do not think a, I do think Aaron made an effort to pull that back. Said stop badgering Jimmy Kimmel on my behalf. Well, he even said he's right. not on the list. Right. Okay, we're gonna move on. Yes, to uh, Timothy Chalamet. Oh, this and is in, this is interesting. The mystery of what went down at the Golden Globes. Uh, as he was sitting with his girlfriend, Kylie Jenner, and then later we saw Selena Gomez talking to Taylor Swift and Kelly Teller, and they definitely said Timothy. They said Timothy. Whatever you hear she it, said you to them, hear the word Timothy. They reacted and saying, Timothy? So, and they were shocked. So the internet has been abuzz, basically saying that, that based on lip reading and other things, that it was Kylie Jenner who blocked Selena from having her picture taken with Timothy on the red carpet. And they have history and not great history. They were in kind of a feud over yes. Justin Bieber. Their then they up. also had a feud over their makeup line. So the only way that's to really the way it was left. Right. The only way to settle this is to speak to one of the involved parties. Right. And we got one of them, and that would be Timothy Chalamet. How about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, happened to bump into him yesterday. Uh, our uh, photog Mel was out there, and here is her conversation with Timothy about the Golden Globes event. Would you ever deny Selena a photo? Is it ridiculous? No? What are the chances? What are the chances? That you were, were you just hanging out there? Yeah, I was waiting on TDT. Can you shut down the rumor? You gotta go, uh, you gotta go, you gotta go back to DDG. Are you and Selena cool? Yeah, of course. Does Selena and Kylie have any beef? Is that outrageous? No. They don't? What are the chances? What are the chances? (laughs) That you were just hanging out there? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you guys, but they're good, right? I can call you. The fact that he is responding to this is insane, but I'm not sure I believe him. There has to be drama, right? Well, there's. I think what he says and what he doesn't say is really relevant. First of all, he's dressed like the Unabomber because he doesn't want to be seen, clearly. Right. But And also, it was cold out. But the big thing is this, that he did not answer three questions about... Selena on the red carpet taking pic- a picture with him, being right. blocked. She, Mel asked three times, nothing. And but did not answer that question, which was, th- that's the question. That's the question. Right. And then she went on to ask a couple of other questions, which he did answer. Right. So he was willing to answer, there's no beef. He was willing to answer, everything's fine. But he didn't answer, didn't answer the, the, the question first about thing. the photo. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Mercedes Peterson from Arizona. This is so controversial. I feel like Selena Gomez is always in the middle of some sort of controversy. But either way, whether or not they had wanted to take a picture together or not, it's crazy that these rumors could just blow up on the Internet because of some lip reading and the name Timothy. It absolutely blows my mind. So <laughs> does, it, does, it, does, 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 does it give you pause that he didn't answer that question three times, though. Well, yeah, of course it does. But, I mean, whether or not he wants to answer it is kind of at his discretion, you know? <laughs> Here's the real controversy that we got to get into. 
Are you more of a football fan <laughs> or an Einstein fan? Okay, so the Einstein thing is just my partner and I together. M E equals MC squared. It's energy equals Mercedes Chris. Um, <laughs> and the football stuff is just because it's just really fun. Yeah. All right. <laughs> wow. All right. I don't. That was complicated. I don't think that's Einstein's actual theory of relativity. But anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah. Close okay. enough. Donald Trump uh, made an appearance in a federal appeals court today in D.C. Which he didn't have to go to, by the way. Didn't have to go, but uh, he wants to make his case that he feels he should have immunity in the election subversion case. That's, you know, what we knew was going to happen. And he did show up and make that appeal. We don't know what the, the court is going to decide yet. I, I, What's can I just, really stunning... Just one little point. Uh -huh. He didn't speak in court. It's right. the lawyers. Uh, yeah, okay. He had, had to make sure the lawyers got their... Just, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, that's fine. Uh, but what's really stunning is what happened, happened outside of court, uh, where there were reporters gathered, as you would imagine, uh, awaiting the former president's arrival at the courthouse. Now, you've been in these situations, Harvey. Many times. Um, uh, there, reporters there, are standing around. Or there's a bunch of microphones um, together, and they're, they're hot mics because they're feeding this back live some to some of the networks. Yep. And when you're out there doing it, honestly, you see the microphones, they become background wallpaper. It's just and part of where you are. It's just where you are and, you're, and you have conversations. It happens all the time. This conversation is talk about time and place. This was neither uh, because they're talking about uh, Trump's arrival. They want to make sure they're in the right position so they can get a good view of him. And then somehow it leads into several not funny references to uh, the assassination of JFK. Listen to this. You know, the worst part is, even if he has and he's hanging out of it, he'll be on the other side of the coast. <laughs> I mean, if he's driving, we've got a good show. Yeah, if he's driving with the front window open. Yeah. Or if it's a convertible. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, maybe someone, just like they told JFK, you know what you should do? You should take a convertible. <laughs> it's so nice out. They thought it was funny. Now, I, apparently the police officers stand there didn't hear it, and even if they did, I don't know that they would take anything from it. I, they clearly were not suggesting, and by the way, nobody's come forward to admit it. It was them on the mic. Uh, there were several reporters there. We don't know who mm. it was. I don't know that the police would have had any reaction. I didn't hear anything threatening in what they were saying. No, it wasn't threatening. But, but what it does, it, there are two things. It One, makes people, it, if you're a Trump supporter, you probably look at this and go, yep, there's the media. The media is Hates loading him. the deck and they hate him and all that. So it plays into Trump's hands when it comes to his narrative that the media has tried to get him disqualified, tried to um, discredit him. Right. And that plays right into his hands. That's, that's correct. But like to me, it's like, you know, it's distasteful and it's unsavory to make any kind of joke or any light of the assassination of U.S. presidents, right? Whether you detest Donald Trump or not, there's been a history of American presidents either outright being killed or attempted assassinations, and it's just not funny, right? Like, and to me, it's distasteful. I know a lot of people think that Trump is a threat to democracy, this, that, and the other, but don't joke about that. Like, it's just not funny. That's just my opinion, though. Now, and certainly not on the job. Look, I'm not naive to say that I, in private conversations, people haven't made jokes that refer to assassinations? Of course they have. Of course they have. But when you're in the workplace and you're a reporter and you're around microphones 
and there's a president about to arrive, again, time and place, that just isn't it. And, and like I said, the police wouldn't do anything. I don't think they were threatening. Well, hold on. But do you think the Secret That's Service... That's my question. That was, I, I said there were right. two things. We have seen the Secret Service, you know, when a, when a, comedian, when a comedian tells a joke that seems in any way threatening, um, they have actually investigated. Right. So will, will they hear? So here's the thing, like, to your point, Harvey, yes, there have been investigations almost every single time. None of those have ever led anywhere because they're not serious. Oh, no, of course. Even, right. even if they do, in fact, investigate this, it, again, it also will not lead anywhere because it doesn't right. seem to Wouldn't be serious. Wouldn't lead anywhere. It no, just for sure. for those reporters if they get the phone call from the Secret Service. Well, also, if, they, they, have to explain. if they have to track down who said it. I would, I would hope the Secret Service can do that. Hey there, Carrie Rose, Chacon, and Amelia from Iowa Falls, Iowa. Um, personally, I just feel like it's tactless. These individuals lack couth of any sort. Um, however, it's, you know, freedom of speech, personal opinion. So, you know, I don't think they, they should be punished, but it's not funny. Yeah. I don't yeah. even know if it was an opinion. It was just an off-color remark. Okay, we are going to move on yes. to somebody who has an opinion about something that was pretty controversial last yeah. week. Yeah, Taraji P. Henson has been uh, talking about her mistreatment. Uh, and while she is certainly a successful, uh, you know, recognized uh, working actress who has plenty of work, she's been opening up about some of the things that she's going through behind the scenes. Well, one of her, uh, I, would, I think they're friends. I think Vivica and Taraji are friends. I'm trying to remember if they've worked together on something. I think they have, but, but we, we should say that one of the things Taraji was really upset about is she's saying every time she has a role, it's the next, the, the, the no next how project. Successful it is, she's back to, to zero, and that zero. She, and and that she's not getting the credit or the money that other actors get. Right. Uh, so we got Vivica uh, Vivica Fox out, asked her what she felt about the things that Taraji had been opening up about. Uh, she is definitely in Taraji's corner here. I don't think there's any way to other way to read this, but she also wants to make a very specific point about herself. Do you feel like um, now is the perfect time to have the conversation that Taraji kind of continued over Monique? You know, you're an actress, you've been out there. Is this the perfect time to kind of talk about that in the right platform? You know, darling, to each his own. Do you know what I mean? I'm very happy, very blessed. And... Uh, to each his own. I didn't have that experience, so, you know, but to uh, get your piece out is important. I totally understand that, and uh, I love my girls for looking out for each other, but uh, I'm good. I agree with uh, Vivica here. You know, she she's showing empathy for Taraji's situation. She's also saying that she really appreciates that the girls are sticking together and advocating for each other. Um, I feel like this is kind of like an industry-wide thing. Women uh, all over every single business has always had these issues of getting paid fairly, all the things. But, you know, Vivica is walking a thin line here because, you know, if she does really support Taraji, is that going to affect some of the roles that she gets if she, you know, ever goes into an audition? They're like, oh, well, we heard what you said about Taraji. Like, I think that's why she kind of ended up being like, I'm good. I, I like like what I'm getting right now, and she's she's supporting her without really going to bat for her. Yeah, that's a right, well put. Supportive of her speaking out about it, but saying, I'm not complaining about anything. Yeah, that absolutely well put. Yes, this is uh, Daily from Oklahoma, Daily Woke. And uh, my opinion is, I think you're dealing with two different caliber artists. I mean, I believe they both have a really great resume. I mean, I believe uh, Vivica is basically straddling the fence, she basically, you know, uh, you know, playing both sides of the field. She basically want, doesn't want to uh, 
you know, alienate the industry, but she wants to, you know, you know, pay homage to her uh, her uh, her co-actors. I, I think Farage, uh, uh, I think she's, uh, I think it's heartfelt. I think she's actually, uh, you know, carrying the banner because I feel a large number of women in the industry are overlooked and are underpaid. So I think she's actually, you know, brave in her in her stance. And I think Vivica is is just better play safe. Yeah, fair point. And you thought Rachel Levis from Vanderpump Rules was just gonna fade away. That she's no longer on the show, as you know. Did you ever see Wait Until Dark? No. When um when Alan Arkin, everybody thinks he's dead and then he lunges. It's yeah. the same sort of thing. It's like we thought she was kind of like retreated right. from showbiz, and boom! The Scandoval, uh, which of course was all about Rachel Levis hooking up with Tom Sandoval, who was still at the time with Ariana Maddox, and Ariana and Rachel were friends. Just to recap, in case you were asleep all of last year. Uh, but uh, she is no longer on the show, but Rachel is speaking out now about what led to the Scandoval, or the start of the Scandoval, on her podcast. So I think, not shockingly, that she decided you want to get people to tune into this thing. Oh, well, here you go. Here's what she had to say about um, one of the first hookups with Tom. So then we go to the front door, and he's apparently locked out because he left his key in there. Um, and this is the house he lives with Ariana. Yeah, where is she? Correct. Uh, she's sleeping. <gasps> Upstairs. So we've got the fire pit going and we're chatting. And then he goes, he says, um, do you know what the best thing about this pool is? And I was like, what? And he's like, that it's heated. Oh no. And I was like, should we go in? So I like took my jeans off and I had this like corset top on. So I left that on and I was in my underwear and I went in his pool. And it was heated. And then he like looked at me a certain way. And then he like grabbed me, oh. spun me and kissed me. And I was like surprised, but like happy. Oh God, so bad. So embarrassing. I was like, okay. I was like, well, I feel weird sitting here. Like, would you rather like go talk about this in my car? And he was like, oh, yeah. No. So we go to my car. Well, what happened in there? Did you hook up? Yeah, we did. And uh, everything? It was very it was very bad. I cannot believe we're still talking about this. But I felt weird listening it to was, that. So, like, I, felt, I felt weird listening to it with you two, to be specific. <laughs> but I mean, there's good. These well, were, the feelings mutual. Devin. These were some juicy details. So before we knew that they had hooked up in her car and that Ariana was in the house sleeping, but what we didn't know is that they were like frolicking around in the pool and that's where they started making out. So kind of goes to show that either Tom's an idiot or he wanted to get caught. <laughs> Right? Um, well, he did it right she, on the first she's one. She's at the house. I mean, Ariana's at the house sleeping. Here's, look, here's what, I, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this, but whatever. Oh, good. Um, please say it, by all means. It's like, she didn't go back on Vanderbump rules. Right. She was in a mental facility, mm -hmm. mental health facility, for a long time, trying to get over Right. All of this. Well, and said, I'm going to leave it in the past. I know, know you're going to say it's therapy. Right. But it's to just be honest and put it all out there. She didn't do it on the show. Right. Well, that was probably dumb of her because she probably would have made a lot you're more not, money. Are you guys saying, made a, are no, you, but my point is, 
I, look, I think the reason she didn't go back on the show is she knew that she would have to be, she's got to play by their script. Whatever she mo- they want She the acted like she to be. didn't want to talk about this. She didn't want to be exposed to the rest of her castmates and the hate that was coming from them. Uh, I, right? I mean, so she's she clearly stays away do- from that, but she can now just that's talk the way about to spin. It. She's it. clearly doing this for views, right? Yeah, exactly. Of I mean, yes. her podcast, what else do you want to hear her talk about? Yeah, the she next wants- one. <laughs> right. The next time. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, tune in for episode two. Right. Well, tune in for the second hookup. But no, I mean, she's talking about this stuff knowing that people are going to listen. It, it, it regenerates it all of the interest yes. and the hatred and everything else. <sighs> I don't get it, man. Hi, my name is Raymond Costley from Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm commenting about the uh, Rachel hookup with Tom. Um, I think that's crazy. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like heated pools, uh, a hot tub or whatever. I mean, I, I think I think that's pretty cool, you know, because the water is pretty cold, you know. When you go in some of these hot tubs, it's, it's pretty cool. So, you got a heated uh, hot tub that that's pretty cool. Um, as far as the circumstances behind it, allegedly, you know, somebody was upstairs sleeping and they were together. I mean, that that's pretty crazy. That's bold uh, a situation to happen. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess to have your girlfriend upstairs and you're in a hot tub with somebody. Yeah. So. Shout out to all my friends at LA Fitness Pool. And heated pools. <laughs> is, that, is that a heated pool? Not heated enough. Not heated like that. Anywho, uh, I, when I, would, I would think not. <laughs> We're taking a break. All right. When we come back, uh, the debut of a three-part event. Uh, it is called UFO Revolution, new series uh, that debuts today on Tubi. We have been investigating this for months, and the man who's been leading the investigation, Jeremy Corbell, is going to be here to tell you about what he's uncovered, including a really strange video recorded at a military base in Iraq. I, I, it's baffling. It, it baffling is baffling. What you're, but you'll see it with your own eyes when we come back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We have been talking about this and we're very excited and proud to say that a three-part event begins today. It is actually available on Tubi. It is called TMZ Presents UFO Revolution. And this is, as I said, a three-part event uh, that we've been working on for months. Months and months. And the, the, the stories that are told here, the videos that you're going to see uh, really uh, get to the heart of what a lot of people have been demanding of the government and why they've been demanding it, which is what is the cover-up about? What is it that the government doesn't want you to know about some videos, some objects that are unidentified? Regardless of what you think about where these objects came from, they are bizarre in these videos. Well, the government is hard to explain away. The government has said itself now that there are things they just can't explain. This is not a tinfoil documentary. These are no. serious people, serious, serious, smart people who have been pushing and pushing for years and some for some transparency and at, at a, a price. heavy, heavy cost. The government has gone after some of these people and we are blowing the barn doors open and showing you 
where this is right now because the genie ain't going back in the bottle here and we are chronicling all of this and one of the one of the the, the centerpiece of this documentary is somebody we've had on TMZ live before we've done documentaries on before and that is Jeremy Corbell and he has been the leading force the driving force along with George Knapp the leading driving force to get the government to open up about what is really going on. Which is why we are proud and uh, so grateful that he is on board to help with this, uh, to lead this investigation for us. And he is joining us right now to talk about UFO Revolution. Jeremy, welcome back to TMZ Live. Thanks for having me, you guys, and thanks for covering this. So, um, you know, in your words, because, you know, we're calling this uh, the UFO Revolution, why is it a revolution? Right, yeah. I mean, this is a completely different place where we're sitting now than we were back in 2017 when we saw the New York Times article come out. People are now aware that the UFO presence is a reality, whatever that presence represents to humanity. Now we're able to ask questions. That's the revolution. Smart people can talk about UFOs. There was such a stigma before, and that stigma was crushing the scientific investigation, and it was posing a, a military issue, a military threat. It is acknowledged that there are unknown objects of unknown origin flying with impunity within our restricted airspace that can outpace, outmaneuver, and outperform anything we have, and we've been closing our eyes to it and keeping it secret, and that secrecy, it has eroded public trust. So that brings us to where we are today, which is yet again another step forward into the analysis of what UAP are and what they represent to really humankind. So Jeremy, in this special, I know there is a, a video that we'd love to get your description of, a, a video that you have um, uh, revealed in this special uh, of, from a military base in Iraq. And this object, I, I, tell us what we're seeing here and what you've, uh, you've learned about this video. Yeah, well, I, I wish I knew what we were seeing here in this video. That's part of the point, yeah. is that when, when I obtain information, when, when stuff is leaked to me and George Knapp, we, we vet it to the highest degree, and that's finding multiple sources. I usually have to get a piece of video a few times in order to deem it worthy of further investigation. I, I don't know what we're looking at, but it was labeled UAP by our intelligence agencies, and as we all know, UAP just means UFO, same basic thing. So what this is, is the big question, but I will tell you this for sure. What you are seeing for the first time in history is an incursion by a UAP from a military base or at a military base that is filmed on US military hardware. So this is the first time we see a UFO huh. incursion in a military base. We, we've heard about this for decades, shutting down nuclear weapons, that sort of thing. But finally, we were able to get this video to the point where we felt comfortable putting it out and, and asking people for more information. Longer versions of this footage does exist within our intelligence agencies. And I do hope that they fess up and, and start explaining to the American public what it is we're actually seeing in, the, in this footage. You know, I gotta tell you, Jeremy, as I'm watching this, and you and I have worked together now for a long time, um, I've seen so many other videos where the objects at least look aerodynamic. This does not to me. I mean, that, that's one of the things that really strikes me here. That just does not look like 
something aerodynamic as we know it. It's a real head scratcher, and, and that's why maybe like a year ago, I kind of said something publicly, is what if UFOs don't look, the morphology doesn't look what you expect, you know, a saucer, a cube, a sphere. But you have to understand this, we're calling it the jellyfish UFO because that's how it was conveyed to me. And if you think about it, that shape has been part of UFO or UAP morphology since the beginning. You get reports of that back in the early 1900s. So although it looks strange to us, doesn't make it any less that it is there, that it is uh, an incursion in a base, and that it was dubbed UAP, deemed UAP, and a potential threat going through a, a sensitive military installation. You know, a lot of people think these are nuts who are talking about, you know, the possibility of, you know, something from another place coming down here or coming to Earth. Um, but it's not that. And, you know, uh, you're a, an example that it's not that. George Knapp is an example, it's not that. But you have Navy pilots. You've got people in the Department of Defense, like Christopher Mellon, you know, who have been attacked for simply asking the right questions about this. And it feels like the level of, you know, professionals that have now spoken out about this and are coming forward and not afraid to bear the consequences from the government, I feel like they're changing the game. Yeah, you're definitely seeing more courage from people because there are people like David Grush, whistleblowers that have come forward and we're looking at how they're treated and, and other people are taking cues from that. But I will say, credible people have come forward throughout history. What we're really seeing is a, is a cultural shift where UFOs, the topic, the conversation itself within pop culture, the stigma is reducing and that is allowing people to, serious people, to spend time telling what they know or investigating. So the, you've always had credible people involved, but it's just the courage is there now. And how we yeah. treat the whistleblowers of today, that is going to influence what we learn in the months and years to come. That's fair. You just schooled me, but that's, <laughs> that is yeah. totally fair. Um, I have to tell you, we are so proud of this and we thank you so sincerely for all the Couldn't help without you. and for all of the guidance and just the knowledge base you have in this, this is really an event. Like Charles said, it is an event. It's a three-parter. Three-day event. The first part is available uh, right now on Tubi. You can watch it for free. UFO Revolution uh, and two and three in the days to follow. So, uh, Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us and for making this happen. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. I look forward to seeing the rest of the series. I know it got really personal for me, and I know there's a lot more we're going to be releasing in it. So thank you, guys. And um, right. yeah, hope everybody watches. Yep. We, right. uh, we're really excited about this. Jeremy, thank you so, so much. Thank you. All right. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just charged about this. I yeah. am charged about this. So that, to, to get to this point has been a lot of work. It's been a while since we've seen a good-spirited Little League uh, video where parents just get overbearing and want to get involved in the in the game, but they do, they do, and uh, but now we have one uh, from a Real Housewives of New Jersey star, uh, Joe Gorga. Last weekend was watching his son Gino in a wrestling match over, I believe, it was North Parsippany High. 
You ever been to Parsippany? I, I couldn't spell that if my life depended on it. beautiful, beautiful part of New Jersey. But uh, Gino, doing his best here during the match, he ended up losing. Losing the match. He got pinned. But there were some things that were happening during the match that clearly Joe disagreed with and took issue with the referee. And as soon as the match was over, oh. I, I mean, actually, I don't even think it was actually over. I don't think it was over either. Uh, and he charged out right at the referee. Watch this. Kid, I would be horrified. <laughs> look at him. Joe is so look at him and he's got his Timbaland boots on and oh he's just like God. pointing at the referee. Oh my god. The allegation here, according to a rep for Joe, <laughs> as well as, as a witness uh, who was at the event, said that the kid who Gino, or I guess Gino's opponent, uh, had been kind of mistreating him throughout the match, and the ref was letting it's it slide. It's wrestling. He's supposed uh, to mistreat him, right? No, but there's, there, I guess there's some boundaries in wrestling, such as you're not allowed to slam oh, him sure. too hard or, or, or go too strong. And then not only that, the other allegation is that when he was pinning Gino, he looked towards Joe, and you can kind of maybe see it on in some of our video, and, and made like a tongue out gesture to antagonize Joe, which caused him oh, to walk onto the floor. Oh, well, that would be interesting. Oh, that's, I didn't know that. Can you see that in the video? We can't because the camera's from behind, but you, I think, go back to when he's pinning him. I think you can see him looking in that direction. It appears he's looking in that area, and so then the for sure, top. when afterwards, he definitely sticks his tongue out as well. Oh, he so looks, it, he's oh, definitely he looking does. up in that direction, but. Oh, and that's we exactly when Joe comes over. We can't see oh, whether or not the tongue Good work, out. Edward. But that being said, I mean, 43 years old to go out there and, and maybe, what are you going to do to these teenagers? kids. I mean, this is right. What are you going to do to the teenage kids? And what are you well, going to do to the referee? Right. Like, but also, his, no. his kid must be horrified oh, by this. Oh, my God. Did he get booted? Yes. He got ejected Dad immediately. Did. They, they kicked him out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, he could not stay right. for the rest of the match. But you're right. For Gino. Oh, for Gino, it must as be it is, worse. As it is. He lost. Course, yeah. You, one, you lost. Two, your classmates do know. There was the tongue out at the end. Where your classmates know who, who your, your parents is. are. Yeah. Um, and now we have to Ooh, do that. That is tough. Wow. Xavier Haley out of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. This video is hilarious, <laughs> man. Like, what do you think you about to do? You about to, like, bogart the referee? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Look at him. He's stomping on there. If you're going to go halfway, at least get a swing off of something. You know, your son No, lost. no. You don't want him to swing. Come on. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that is unbelievable. I, it would be horrifying if you As were the student. kid. Yeah. yeah. While Kim Zolciak and Corey Bierman are still going through their divorce, they have made, or at least seemingly, took some steps to help with their debt. One, they've listed the house. No buyers on that yet. That's a problem. And they were selling some of their um, designer you know, items, uh, handbags, clothing items, shoes, it's, all of that stuff. It's that right. desperate right, right. now. And they did actually sell some, and they made some money. But Croy doesn't know where that money is, and he wants some answers. Gee. <laughs> well, we have some answers, and, and we've reported Ooh. this. Croy clearly is not reading our website. We reported back <laughs> around Christmas time that uh, Kim was using some of that money that she made from these sales to buy their four kids that they share together Christmas gifts. We know that they've been fighting a lot. Uh, they're under the same roof. Um, they have nowhere else to go. So I think maybe part of this filing is a little bit of Croy 
digging at Kim. To, Maybe yeah. he didn't love that she used the money for for gifts oh, for the kids. Maybe felt on like, that. yeah, maybe so, that's wow. what's going on. It's sort of like here. him ratting her out to the court. Like, right. You know right. what? Hey, we brought in all this money, and then where did it go? Wow. How do you, how do they get out of this cycle with what's going on right now? It's just it feels impossible. Yep. I mean, and you know, you always think, okay, there's hope in a relationship and whatnot. This feels impossible. I mean, right. how do they get out of this thing? The best thing is just the house is to sell the house and move on. Get divorced and move on. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Elizabeth Howard. I'm from Austin, Texas, and we've been watching Kim since day one of the Housewives in designer clothes. I mean, she was like this before she got with Croy, but I mean, I don't even think Kim knows what she owns. So if she got it before Croy or not, he ratted her out, but you gotta understand he's frustrated too. But Kim, just do what the other housewives do. Do a book, sign some autographs. You got it, girl, you're a hustler. Uh, that <laughs> seems too easy a solution. Yeah. Uh, what else you guys wanna talk about? Kim Susie, Happy New Year from New Hampshire. I tend to agree with Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, when celebrities make comments, people do listen. And we have all witnessed that lies can have consequences. I feel that Aaron should just take the high road and apologize at this state and not let it fester anymore. I believe the popular people know that their words carry weight and Aaron should put this behind him. He knows better than this. How's primary gone? Hmm. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice we have oh, some? Back, back to you, Harvey. No, no, no. We had somebody from Iowa and New Hampshire. Yeah. See? Yeah. Today. Uh, one more. Parker Rose, Brooklyn, New York, as far as Timothy Chalamet. There's a thing that's called loyalty. And as much as he loves his new girl, you, you can't just act like your friend isn't there, that, that's been there from day one. Like, you can't do Selena like that. So as much as he loves... Loves his girl. Selena's yeah. been there, and she's going to be there. And yeah, but how do you navigate you, that? You how do you navigate that? Because you suggested that yesterday when we were talking about it. I did. Said that look, he should just. Uh, I I still believe that. I actually believe him. But I mean, he's kind of in the middle of this. The point is, yes, he's friends with Selena, but he's going home with Kylie. He's a beta then, and that ride home <laughs> is what it's all about. You're just trying to get through the ride home. <laughs> oh boy, that's Charles's definition of love. So nice, they did it twice. Uh, mean Girls is back. Uh, Tina Fey 20 is, years later. Uh, spearheaded the new version of Mean Girls. And at the premiere last night in New York City, looks there she is. Showed up. Lindsay Lohan. Can I just say, looks great. Yeah, I think looks this fantastic. is the first event she's been at since uh, she, yeah, had the she, baby, had the right? she had the baby, right? She had the baby. She looks amazing. Yeah. Um, she's not in the movie. As far as we know, she's not in it. I mean, although I would be surprised if they didn't have some cameo in there, but... What a great story, though. I mean, Lindsay, when we started TMZ 18 years ago, um, she was a huge star. And she just careened down with all sorts of problems. Yep. She has risen again. And she's married. She's had a kid. She is stable. She okay. is good. Successful projects. It's um, nice to see that. In Hollywood, so nice it's to see her back. Really nice to see that. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.